welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Chris talks about why you need to have an intentional marketing strategy and how to put one together. This episode is brought to you by 3M and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we're going to talk through a little bit about how to build a marketing strategy, why you actually need an intentional strategy for your business, and how to go about putting one together. Uh, so before we get to that, I want to kind of explain a little bit why we're mixing some things up this season on the podcast, and we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, we want to kind of hit from some different angles. You know, we will have guests on here to talk through, you know, and either share their stories. Uh, believe it or not, I don't just scroll through the contacts in my phone and just pick whoever it lands on. Like, all right, you're going to be on the podcast today. Um, you know, we try to find people that have good stories to share that are good, credible people and authority figures on the subject, um, and maybe it's ways that they've implemented certain topics and stuff into their business. Uh, and then we're also going to have different episodes similar to this, uh, where we kind of go through and help you workshop in your business and hopefully provide some insight on how you can take some nuggets out of this and apply it directly into your business instead of it being kind of in a story mode, but more a little bit more direct approach. So uh, we're very excited to kind of keep things a little fresh, keep it engaging here on the show, bring in a little bit of everything uh, and hope that it can really help you grow your business and, and implement what you need to. So let's dive in to talk a little bit about marketing strategies. So I think the first thing is to really determine what what the goal of your marketing strategy is, right? Um, so for example, you know, are you looking to secure clients or jobs right now? Or are you looking to build a pipeline for the next 5, 10, 15 years down the road? Um, I think that's a very important thing is you always have to know what the goal of your strategy is going to be. Um, because it's going to differ a lot on what approach you take, right? If you're building pipeline, which is what I recommend. Um, and I always tell people, building relationships with people and networking, you guys have heard us talk about that a lot on this show, and then we're a big proponent of those types of ways to build your business. It is a great thing because you're really building for the long term. I, I would say it's a long term plan with short term upside, right? Because you're going to get some things out of that right now. If you go to a networking event, if you go meet somebody for coffee, I'm going to again talk kind of painting contractor specific here. If you go meet somebody for coffee and it's a realtor, like you're really building that relationship to hopefully develop leads down the road on an ongoing relationship, right? But they may have a client they're showing a house to the next day that they're like, oh, hey, I just met with Chris. Um, he'd be a perfect person to contact for this. So it's really a long-term plan with short-term upside. Uh, but if you're really just at a spot where you're like, hey, we only have two to three weeks of work on our books, or you know, we, we need two clients this month if you're in a service business or something else, then that kind of changes the approach you can take, right? Um, and so I want to kind of talk through both some short-term strategies, some long-term things, and then I want to end the episode with what you can actually do and, and what it looks like to put a marketing strategy together. Um, I think sometimes marketing strategy is kind of a buzzword, for lack of a better term, uh, because like, oh yeah, yeah, I need a marketing strategy, but, but do you actually know how to sit down and put one together? 
And it's not, you have to sit down and write a business plan, although I recommend kind of doing that every year just to cast the vision for your business. Um, You've heard me say probably before that a business plan is really just an organized area of all your thoughts and your vision for the business in the upcoming year. But having a marketing strategy is really just putting a system together of things that you execute on on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly basis, whatever it might be. And so I'll kind of go through some examples on how we can do that later on. Um, So once you really know what the goal of of your marketing strategy or campaign is. Um, I think the biggest thing is to make sure you've got all the basic things covered, right? So for example, if you're a contractor, are you using lawn signs and are you, you know, do you have a vehicle wrapped or have magnets on it or something like that? Like that's just a very basic thing that should be a piece of your business every single job you do. Um, If you drive like an idiot, don't put lawn, no, don't put vehicle magnets on your car. Maybe don't wrap your car. That doesn't give you a good look on your company. Um, but if you're a good, you know, normal, respectful driver, then that's definitely a great, it's a moving billboard, right? Uh, we have clients that have, you know, their, their company vehicle wrapped and, and they get, I would say five to 10 jobs a year off of that. And when their average job size is $3,700, that's well worth the investment they paid to, you know, wrap their vehicle. It's a moving billboard for them. So You know, those are that's one of the basic things. Um, Another thing is, you know, do you have branded apparel for yourself and your employees? Right. Um, You know, you see, we've always got elite business advisors, embroidered polos or pullovers on. Um, You know, whenever I had my painting company, I always had an elite, a couple of elite painting polos. My guys always wore T-shirts that had elite painting on it. Like that's just kind of, again, one of those basic foundational things that we recommend everybody to have in place. Uh, You know, do you have branded cups and different things you see here on our set here? We've got um, elite business advisors, engraved cups, Uh, whatever it is, like put your logo on stuff, because the more people see your logo and they see your company, they know what you do. It can spark conversations. Right. Um, So, again, this isn't like anything mind blowing. I don't want you to say, okay, well, I'm just going to go out and buy T-shirts for my employees and I'm going to get embroidered uh, polos and get some coffee cups and call it a day, right? Like if that's the only thing you did for marketing, it probably wouldn't work the way he wanted to. Uh, But it's a good foundational thing to just make that part of your lifestyle and your habits. Um, The next thing, business cards, whether it's physical or digital cards, um, we're kind of in a weird technology hybrid transition. I feel like with business cards, there's a lot of things going digital now with them and different, a lot of cool stuff coming out that I'm excited to see where it goes in the next five years. Um, but I think if anything, the last two years have shown us that we need to shift more away from paper stuff and more into technology capable things, uh, especially for online networking and other stuff. But, um, do you have business cards that you can leave customers that you can put in with, you know, any mail advertisements you do, you can leave them with people. Um, again, I, I don't think people keep a Rolodex of business cards necessarily in anymore. But again, it's just that little visual reminder and you can get them pretty cheap. Uh, That's not a big expense. And to me, even if people throw it away, it's still well worth, you know, just having that recognition out there and being able to utilize it with certain clients. Uh, And then the other one, uh, and we've talked a lot about this on the show, social media. Um, Guys, social media is free. Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, all the big platforms, they're free to use. Now, some of those may not apply to you and your business, depending on what it is you do, uh, but it's free to utilize and it's free advertisement. um, And so you really should take advantage of it. Um, And so really, once you have these basic foundational things in place that are, again, just part of your daily habits, right? You you don't have to think about what am I going to wear to an estimate tomorrow? You know, you're going to wear a polo um, with your company's logo on it. Like when you kind of make this just part of your lifestyle, um, then we can kind of jump into a little bit more the advanced things from there. Uh, The first thing I want to hit on a little bit is email campaigns. Um, And so 
you know, with email campaigns, I think it's very important to know what your goal of them are. And I know it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning, but you need to find a way to add value to people. Um, we've talked with a couple different episodes. I know Janelle Schmitling, the episode we did with her, um, talked about like doing campaigns and certain things. So I'll refer back to that and I won't go through all the same content. But, you know, having a way that you can establish yourself and build a relationship with the people receiving the email to where it's not sales focused, I think is a great goal to have with an email. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing them once a month. Uh, some people are like, well, I don't want to bother people. Well, if you're adding value to them, you're not really bothering them or you shouldn't be bothering them in my opinion. You know, so find out what you can do to add value to people. And there's a lot of different ideas out there. Um, we have one client that does uh, monthly or weekly homeowner tips uh, to people via email and social media that sign up for it. They literally get a different homeowner tip, right? Because there's a lot of things to go with owning a home that we forget about, maintenance, upkeep, all those things. Um, and so they found that as a way to add value to people. Uh, maybe it's something specific to your trade or to your service. It's like, hey, I could send an email out every month about XYZ thing. Um, I know for us, we like to utilize what's going on in the year, right? Um, once a month, we try to send an email out to clients and people that you know we know in our network just to say, hey, don't forget, you know, we're recording this in January right now. Don't forget to send out your 1099s by the end of January. Um, you know, it's just a little reminder that we always try to keep people in the loop of, hey, don't forget to make your estimated quarterly tax payments, right? All the little things throughout the year. Um, we just like to be there to add value to people and just kind of be that, that uh, safety net so that they don't forget to do certain things um, by the deadlines that they're due. Uh, so whatever it is for your business, I think with the email campaigns, again, if you can find a way to connect with people, they're not going to delete it. They're not going to unsubscribe from it. If you're truly giving value to people, they're going to stay tuned into it. And that repetitiveness every single month will build recognition. It will build referrals. It will build repeat business for you. Um, again, you should send these to your referral partners as well. Um, again, if there's value in it for them, or maybe you have a campaign specifically for people in your network that are referral partners and then previous homeowners and clients, you know, again, depending on what business you're in um, and what you come up with, you can kind of go a couple different approaches there. Uh, but having that repetition is what will garnish that, that long-term pipeline, right? Some of the things I'm going to talk about here are more of those long-term things where sending email campaigns, you might get a couple leads now, but the repetitiveness hopefully will drive more leads six, 12, 18 months down the road. Um, and so that's the first thing I really recommend that again, if you go into it with the right mindset that you're adding value and you're helping people, um, that should get over, help you get over the whole idea that I don't want to bother them uh, because you're not bothering them. Uh, the second thing, networking events, um, going to groups, uh, chamber of commerce, BNI, there's tons of different ways to network out there. Um, and again, I don't want to, I feel like we get a little repetitive sometimes on this show, but there, there's important points like this. I want to help drive home to people, right? Um, if you are a person that is personable, you're a likable person, you carry yourself well and represent your company well, um, there is literally, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not out networking and building relationships with people. Um, even if it doesn't come natural to you, that's okay. If you're kind of an introverted person and you're like, ah, I get kind of out of my comfort zone, that's okay. But if you're a good representation of your company, um, you're able to get along well with people, then you need to be out the face of your company out in the community meeting with people. Um, and so again, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, you know, you can search for events online and Facebook. Um, once you maybe find an event or two, a chamber of commerce is one that's pretty much there all over the country. Uh, so that's always a good, easy place to start. Um, ask people at those events. 
hey, where where do you do a lot of networking at? Hey, do you know of any other groups or events going on? Um, you know, there's certain things that some groups meet, like, for example, B&I, they meet every single week um, outside of like some holiday weeks and stuff. They meet every single week at a certain day and time every week. Um, some events are once a month. You know, we put something on here in the St. Louis area called Mastermind Metro East. Um, we do it on the third Wednesday of every month from 11 to 1, um, you know, and so there's a lot of different things. And so if you're looking for those events, again, you can find some online, Google, you know, networking events near me, networking groups. But when you start to get involved in networking, ask other people like, hey, what other stuff do you go to? Hey, is there anything good you would recommend that you think would be a benefit for me? Uh, because people that love to network always love to invite other people to stuff, right? So um, that can be a good thing. Uh, and again, we'll kind of talk about how you can implement this into kind of a system and, and stuff so it gets done on a habitual basis. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is flyer campaigns. Um, so this is obviously something where you're going to start, you know, paying money uh, a little bit more. The other two things may be, you know, very minimal cost, if anything, um, for the email campaigns and for the networking events and stuff. Uh, but when you start getting into some stuff, again, these flyer campaigns are something that, you know, you're looking a little bit more immediate results. Um, I say that with a caveat because I legitimately will still get calls from like seven years ago when I worked with student painters. Some of you guys know my story, my background here. Um, so people hang on to flyers. So I've had to change my mindset that this is only a short term thing to it's a little bit of a long term thing, but they're few and far and in between every single year at this point. But, um, you know, look into some different ways, right? Uh, you know, going door to door and putting, you know, flyers on houses, uh, it takes a lot of time. Uh, you can pay somebody to do it, but it, you're not going to get a lot out there. Um, there's something that is called an every door direct mail through the um, postal service that I would look into that. Um, it's kind of a good hybrid. It's not overly expensive. It's not the full cost of postage, um, but you can actually go on their websites. If you Google EDDM for every door direct mail, uh, do some research on it, see what the cost is. You can actually go on and pick the routes that you want this to go to. So it goes off of the post office's routes. So you can pick and select different neighborhoods, right? So if you know there's some neighborhoods that are a really good target for your business, you can actually pick this and, you know, once you get the flyer printed up and you get it to the post office and follow their process, they'll deliver it in with the mail in that entire route. Um, and so that's a really good kind of cost effective, time effective solution to get stuff out there. Again, you spend a little bit more money by not just walking house to house doing it yourself. So depending on what your resources and your budget are, um, that's a good option. But I like it because it comes in with the mail. It looks like a piece of mail. Um, people are a little bit more likely to look at it. And I think the cost benefit and being able to really target in certain areas, um, it'll show you what their average income is, what the average um, value of the house is, uh, unless some of that's changed in the last year or so. But um, it's really good because you can target in those select people, um, those demographics that you're looking for for your business. So um, if you're looking to do flyers, if you're looking to get your name out there in that way, I highly recommend the EDDMs. Um, the next one is other forms of paid advertising. Uh, so there's different things you can do with newspapers. Uh, and some people listen to this, maybe not even know what a newspaper is for my younger folks, but um, a lot of it's going digital now. So, um, you know, you can still advertise in newspapers, do different things through that. Uh, there was a local newspaper um, there where I grew up at whenever I ran my painting business that it was like a no-brainer. Like we would pay $500, they would print flyers for us, they would insert them in the newspaper, and it would go out to like 10,000 homes for 500 bucks. And every time it was like clockwork we'd run it and we would sell about 20 grand worth of work off of it um and it was just like repetitive every single time we do it five times a year we'd sell 100 grand 
it was such a no-brainer. Um, unfortunately for everybody else listening across the country that's outside of that market I grew up in, um, I haven't ever found anything that worked that great. But it's worth some research. It's worth some trial and error. Um, you don't know until you know. Um, and a lot of times you'll at least break even on the investment, right? Very little times will you spend maybe 500 to 700 bucks and literally get nothing out of it. Um, that's the risk you take, uh, but it's worth you know, at least kind of doing some research and seeing what options are out there. Um, there'll be different mailers and other things come out that you can always put advertisements in. Again, depending on the cost of it, sometimes it's worth it. Um, I know some communities or cities will do like a, a you know community newsletter um, that you can advertise in, put a business card in it for like a hundred bucks a month. There's different things. Again, if you really want to try it, uh, if you, you know, hopefully whenever you get new clients, you always ask them, how did you hear about us? And to me, that's a very important thing. As we talk through this with marketing strategies, you need some data to know what works and where you're getting your clients from. So hopefully if that's part of your process, if it's not integrate that and start keeping track of it in your database and your CRM, however you track all your projects, so you can run some numbers and say, hey, have I gotten anything out of this? Um, you know, there were some advertisements we did at times that we would do something for six months and realize we didn't get a single lead out of it. So obviously we'd cut the funding there and put that towards somewhere else where we were getting more results at. Um, and so I think that's another kind of component to having a good marketing strategy is knowing what works and having a way to track what works and what your cost per customer is, right? Um, and I don't want to get too far detailed here, but I think it's important for people to know. You know, if you spend $100 a month on an investment and you get one lead out of it a month, you're literally paying $100 just for that one lead, essentially, right? So you need to kind of have some data to evaluate after a certain period of time what works, what doesn't. Um, again, I could sit here and go through all the things that worked great for us and all the things that we wasted some money on or things that were kind of in the middle. Um, but sometimes it's obviously going to be different for each market. So um, the next thing, you know, going through Google ads, social media ads, right? So kind of sticking with the paid advertisement thing. Um, you know, you can really go through and, and spend some money for, you know, the pay-per-click, rank and hire on Google. Um, you know, there's some strategies you can kind of have to, to help boost up your SEO rankings. And we're not SEO experts by any means. We know some little things you can do to help that stuff, um, but we don't do SEO ads and, and doing that sort of stuff for people. But, you know, I think with social media ads, that's something that we've had a lot of contractors and clients of ours get some success out of, um, is running ads on social media, targeting, you know, certain things, different times of year, whatever makes sense for your business. Um, that's a good place that it, I think you can get a decent return without spending a ton of money on stuff. Um, again, it's trial and error, right? Um, and you have to make sure that you, you know, write the ad in a, in a way that makes sense. It's not just, you know, if you boost posts, sometimes you post just for your followers out there, right? And then you're like, well, I'm going to run an ad with that post. But then that doesn't really make sense for somebody that's randomly going to come across your ad. So I think, you know, there's kind of a, a, a one way to do it. And then there's a smarter way to do it is to, you know, really write the ad in a way that, you know, it's going to catch somebody's attention as they're scrolling through their Facebook, Instagram, whatever platform you're running it on. So, um, again, there's so many different paid things out there. You know, you don't have to sponsor a professional soccer team like AFC Richmond or anything crazy like that. You can always look for local sponsorships, right? T-ball teams, other things like that. Again, depending on what the cost is, just the more you can get your name out there um, and when you know your target market uh, is, is really, I guess, the big key to that, right? If you work with a lot of homeowners or maybe you're a financial advisor or maybe you're somebody that works directly with, you know, the, the general public on stuff, uh, a B2C, you know, business-to-consumer relationship, well, then sponsoring a, a T-ball team, a soccer team, certain things like that, 
that might make sense, right? All the parents, you know, may need your services, different things like that. Um, but when you're somebody like us that works pretty much in a B2B market, a business to business, we only really work with business owners. We have to, we have a totally different marketing strategy on how we market our business compared to whenever I had my painting company. Um, and so we've had to really go through and figure out what worked and, and hone in on that um, here over time. Um, one other thing I want to hit on is client appreciation events throughout the year. Uh, I think that this is something, and again, we talked about that a little bit in the episode with Janelle, but I think this is something that really can be beneficial uh, to give back to those clients, give back to those referral partners as a way of saying thank you for all the support. Um, and there's a handful of ways, you know, again, you can do big or small things. So, so I want to just run through here real quick as we wrap up um, how to actually put a schedule and a system in place. So we talked about a lot of different ways to market your business, uh, but what a, what a marketing strategy really is, is saying, I'm going to do X on this day, this day, and this day, or once a month or whatever it is, right? So I'm going to kind of run through here just some kind of a sample thing you could put together. Um, and I'm going to, again, kind of make this specific to, we'll just say, painting contractors. Um, so let's say the first thing is you want to do a monthly email to previous clients, referral partners, people in your network, anybody, maybe you go as far, anybody you've ever given an estimate that reached out wanting something, whatever it might be. Um, the biggest thing is put it in your calendar, set an alert and make this a non-negotiable thing. Um, if you're really dedicated to growing your business, then this needs to be one of the most important things that you do. Um, there's a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, I've probably referenced before, that talks about if you, you know, you need to figure out what's the most important thing you need to do every single day. Um, almost to the extent that if you, all you did was you woke up, you did the one thing and you went back to bed, you could call it a productive day of working on your business, essentially. Um, obviously, that's a little, you know, out there, if you did that 30 days in a row, you may not get as far as you need to, but you understand the principles. So, um, so but I think that's one thing, you know, have a monthly email go out. Um, you decide maybe I want to do three social media posts per week, you know, figure out, hey, I want to target Facebook and Instagram because that makes sense for our business. Um, and you plan out, hey, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to make a post. You'll start to see over time, um, you know, and it's all based on your followers. There's not one good rule of when's the best time to post something. Uh, but I think, you know, you'll kind of see over time, okay, hey, Monday, we don't get a lot of engagement, but Fridays, we really get a ton. So, you know, you can kind of adjust your days and times by that. Um, but again, put it in your calendar, set alerts if you need to. Um, when you get data and feedback, you know, you can see the reach and how many people interacted with stuff. Um, when you start to do that after a couple of months, look back through those data and look for those patterns of, again, when you get the most engagement and when you don't. Uh, maybe the next thing is you decide, hey, once a, once a week on social media, I'm going to run an ad. Uh, I'm going to pay, you know, 25 bucks a week. Um, and, you know, it'll show you about how many people should view it. And you see all the stats at the end of it of how many people saw it, how many people clicked on links and all that different thing, all that different stuff. Um, get some feedback, see what works. Uh, one thing I recommend doing is doing what's called an A-B test where you kind of test things in different ways, right? So you may run one ad on Monday uh, and then you run the exact same ad again on Thursday and you see which one gets more results. Um, or maybe you do a test on the different media. Maybe you do the same framework of a post, but you do one with a picture, one with the video, uh, and run it on the same day in the same demographics and see which one gets the most engagement. Um, again, when you do things differently to kind of see what works, you'll get those results to say, hey, this is really what we need to do to where then in three months down the road, you know to only run video ads starting on Thursdays, right? It's different for every business, so you got to do a little testing yourself. Um, one thing I don't want to go too far on, I'll refer back to the episode seven of last season with Jeff Fitzer, uh, is all about how to use your personal social media for stuff. <clears throat> so part of your marketing strategy might be to 
post on your Facebook and Instagram stories personally three times a day. Um, do the 80-20 rule as we talked about with Jeff there where 80% of the content is personal, 20% of it's business focused, right? That can be part of your business's marketing strategy because as we talked about in that episode, your personal social media plays a huge role in with the business social media and how you can generate leads through that. Um, the next thing, maybe you decide, hey, once a week, I want to attend a networking event, um, whether it's a weekly thing, whether it's, you know, events, or maybe it averages to once a week every month, some, you know, maybe some things fall in the third week. So you go to two that week and stuff. But, you know, maybe you say, hey, once a week, I want to go do something with networking, right? And you put that in your schedule, it's set in stone, you schedule everything else around those events. Uh, maybe you decide, hey, I want to have three one on one coffee or lunch meetings with referral partners or people. Um, so again, plan those in, um, you know, time block it out. Uh, if nothing else, there's something called a networking stack where you basically just block out, say, three hours. Say that's your goal is to do three one-to-ones, if you will, um, with somebody in a week. Um, you block out three hours on Tuesday, and you just stack them all back-to-back. You do one at 10, one at 11, one at noon, right? You grab coffee with the first two and lunch with the last one or something. So um, you can kind of squeeze everything in if you take one day to work on your business. You can kind of squeeze everything into that if need be. Uh, and then lastly, you know, one thing I think that kind of goes, um, unnoticed a lot of times is doing like thank you notes. Um, and I know that might sound weird, but think about how digital everything's gotten with emails. I think sending somebody a follow-up email or text to say, Hey, it was great meeting today. Thanks for grabbing lunch, blah, blah, blah is a good thing. But I think if you can like literally handwrite them a thank you note and mail it to them, um, I think that really goes a lot further than most people think. Um, think about if you've ever gotten one of those, how that made you feel versus a text or an email from somebody afterwards. So just keep that in mind. Maybe that's part of your marketing strategy is say, hey, I want to send out five thank you notes every single week. The three one-on-ones I had and then two other people, you know, clients, anything that might be. So, so really just putting a marketing strategy together saying, hey, these are the things I'm going to do every so often. And then the biggest part of it is making sure you get it done. Um, you know, don't let yourself get distracted. Uh, you know, if you are a contractor, production is important, but building your business is really more important. I understand there might be times you get sucked into finishing something up or in the, you know, day-to-day working in your business. Uh, but don't let yourself get too distracted that you just totally negate all these things. Maybe there's a week you only do two one-to-ones or one one-to-one because there's just a lot going on. That's okay. Just go back to the plan the following week, um, and understand that that's okay. Um, you know, and I think the other thing, and I'll kind of just throw this one in here to kind of wrap up, spend 30 minutes every Friday planning out your schedule for the next week. So make sure you've got that networking event in your schedule. Make sure you've got your three one-to-ones in your schedule. You know, if you don't know of an event coming up, a networking thing, ask on Facebook, throw that out there. Um, you know, do you have what days you're going to post on social media ready to go? Maybe you even pre-scheduled those posts. You can do that ahead of time through Facebook and Instagram where you don't have to do it the day of. You can just say, hey, on Fridays, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to just schedule out my three posts for next week. And then the following Friday, you do that again for the following week and so forth. So um, I hope that this kind of helps. If you have questions, again, don't hesitate to reach out. We're happy to have a conversation. We're happy to kind of funnel down what makes sense for you and your business uh, and just help you put a strategy together that makes sense moving forward. Uh, But I think the one final piece of advice I want to leave you with is just be intentional with what you want to do um, and be flexible to adapt and adjust as needed. I think if you can do those two things, so I guess that's two pieces of advice, really. Uh, if you can be intentional with what you want to do, but be flexible to adapt um, and just figure it out and, and hold yourself to it and just say, hey, I'm going to commit to doing this for, for three months. 
Um, you know, I always have a saying it from uh, one of somebody I always look up to, Marcus Lemonis. He always says, trust the process, right? Um, just trust me. If you will commit to doing this for three months or six months, not only will you ingrain the habits to keep going beyond that, but I think you'll see the results that you'll want to keep doing it for many, many months beyond that. So hope it helps. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.